0: Welcome to Rochambeau, the podcast about unique competitions, extraordinary events, and other amazing adventures. I'm Ted. And I'm Kim. Welcome back, guys. We hope you've been listening to our show because we would like you to. <laughs> it's very straightforward. Yeah, just straight putting it out there.
1: <laughs> well, guess what happened on Friday? <gasps> what? We ended our laugh competition. That's right so we are currently debating we're working with some outside judges yes and we will have a winner to announce for you
0: next week yep june 11th so stay tuned will do so kim this week i'm going to focus more on an amazing adventure
1: fantastic yeah
0: this uh remember last year i went to the stone skimming championship with of my course buddy Bert? yes yep. well i went back this year so for this episode we have a trip report of Rochambeau going to the 2018 World Stone Skimming Championships. So, I wanted to do something a little bit different this time. Um, I want to focus on the adventures I had getting to stone skimming, and we'll talk about the stone skimming, but it's about the adventures that happened around the whole trip.
1: Oh, that's awesome. So, if people missed it, you already did an episode on the World Stone Skimming Championship, right. but you went back, and there's a lot more to tell.
0: Right. It wasn't just flying into Easdale Island throwing some rocks and jetting out
1: that's killer so what did you do what were your favorite parts
0: okay favorite parts were going to the isle of man nice going to edinburgh and going stone skimming speaking of which i spoke briefly to the 2017 world champion kaisuke hashimoto to see how he was feeling about the day i spoke to some competitors i met last year uh, my buddy paul bunny i guess he's my buddy now (laughs) um some other little tiny competitors And there's a dramatic end to the whole championship. Oh, fantastic. So we have that to look forward to.
1: But so, yeah. So Isle of Man.
0: Isle of Man. Tell me all about it. Okay. Isle of Man is a little island um, in the Irish Sea between Great Britain and Ireland. And you get there on a boat because it is an island.
1: Where did you get there from?
0: From uh, Manchester. Took a ferry over there. Nice. And found there's a cool little bar on the ferry. Gotta love a boat bar. Gotta love a boat bar. (laughs) Um, Those who don't know, might not know that the Isle of Man is self-governing, but it is a British Crown dependency. Uh, There's about 83,000 people who live there, mostly in the the city of Douglas, which is where I was. Cool little town right there on the water, um, overlooking one of the bays.
1: So what drew you to go there? Why did
0: you choose that place? Well, part of the reason was I knew there was a, big motorcycle race there, the Isle of Man TT. Oh, cool. TT? (laughs) TT. And I don't know what that stands for.
1: I do. Okay. Maybe not in this context. Maybe
0: not. (laughs) But I've seen pictures of the race course and videos and it's super tight roads like with old stone walls and tight corners and mountains and through, through the towns and through cities and pretty wild. It's been going on for 100 years, I found out. Oh, wow. Every May and June or between May and June. So that was one of the reasons I wanted to go there. And just, I haven't been there. So I'm sure. going to go check it out. Yeah. Um, I happen to have rented a little Abarth convertible. little fun little sports car. Zippy. Was pretty zippy. Now, I didn't know that the actual roadways of the island was the actual race course. Until I'm driving around and like you see grandstands. You're like, I'm on oh, the racetrack right now. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty neat. And you see, oh, there's some pits over there. Like, cool. Yeah. So most of the time driving around, I took it easy. Like I wasn't getting too crazy because I had passengers. I didn't want to scare the hell out of them. Safety first. So, I usually go with safety third, which is what I did <laughs> when I dropped off my passengers. <laughs> so keep in mind, I'm driving a little sports car on the opposite side of the road that I'm used to. It's shifting with my left hand. Oh my gosh. And going as fast as I can around these windy mountain roads. And there's sheep. Did you love it? I loved it. It was amazing. My heart was pumping. Um, also did a lot of hiking on the island. Like one trail we took was between two coastal villages on the west coast and it was totally where fishermen had been walking for thousands of years that's neat you know like the pathway was just cut cutting like naturally worn down into mm-hmm. the hillside by now um another one we hiked to the highest point in the isle of man which is snaffle mountain cool part about that was we hiked up it, it was very windy and there was a steam train that you could also take to get to that point oh cool yeah, you maybe should have taken a steam train but, <laughs> but <laughs> in hindsight in hindsight but it <laughs> yes. not, it was, I mean it's not that high you right know? yeah it's not like Everest but one of the hikes was through this cool medieval looking forest and the reason we went there was we were looking for wallabies oh wow wallabies, wallabies. on the
1: Isle of Man
0: yes who oh. knew um I did not know and actually when uh, some we met some friends of friends there and they're like oh have you seen the wallabies I totally thought they were messing with me <laughs> I totally did not believe them at all. I was like, you're pulling my leg. There are not wallabies on the island. Right. And But yes, yeah, there are wallabies. Wow. Yeah, they escaped from some sanctuary and they ran out into the forest and they started reproducing and apparently they're not doing great because it's cold and they don't have the right food. But they're, Not their climate. But they're free, Kim.
1: Okay. They're
0: free to be the best wallabies Skinny they can
1: be. Skinny
0: and free. Skinny and free. <laughs> isn't that what we all want? They're, they're, living, they're living the best life. Living the dream. Yep. Yeah. Highly recommend the Isle of Man. Ate at some really great restaurants. There's a lot to explore. It's a very fun island. Very nice people go. It's great. What I a cool
1: it. addition to your stone skimming
0: journey. So, after the Isle of Man on my way to Easdale Island, I stopped for a couple of weeks in Edinburgh. A couple of weeks in Edinburgh? Well, it's supposed to be one week in Edinburgh and then one week in Glasgow, but I forgot to book the second week in Glasgow. So, eh, two, <laughs> two weeks in Edinburgh it was great. Good yeah, job. Yeah. And it was amazing. I went there last year for one whole night, and it was pretty incredible. My buddy Bert and I were walking around. Uh, this was good. We were walking around and trying to find this uh, brewery he wanted to go to, Brew Dog Brewery, in the Cowgate District. And we we're looking at the map. We see the little flashing dot, like, oh, here we are. We're here. We're not there. Like, the, We're at some office park or whatever.
1: And oh, I hate that. Yeah.
0: And we're looking around, and I happen to look over the side of this bridge we're on, or we're near, and I'm like, there's a whole other city underneath us. (laughs) What? Yeah, it's like a stacked layered type city type thing.
1: Oh, that's amazing. That's, that is similar to New York to the Dumbo District, which stands for, I think, down under the Brooklyn Manhattan Bridge. Okay. So if you're standing on one level, you would never know that there's all these bars and restaurants (laughs)
0: underneath you. It was pretty wild.
1: That is so cool. What a great tip.
0: And kind of was fun not knowing what we were doing because we just found that Oh, to
1: stumble upon something like that? That's
0: awesome. Later on that night, not knowing what we're doing. We're walking around. I think we're in the grass market district, but come around a corner and there's Diagon Alley from Harry, Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah. Like, very cool. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. We're like, there's a castle on top of it and a bunch of weird stuff. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: So if someone was listening and wanted to go to Edinburgh, what were your favorite parts?
0: Old Town is very cool. I did the Harry Potter tour, cool. which was a lot of fun because it is, you know, JK Rowling wrote the books there. So you could, you learned about the, coffee shops you worked at yeah you can see some of the inspirations in town like hogwarts is this children's school oh, around the corner wow! in this graveyard you see all these names that sound familiar like dumbledore and some of the ghosts like all their names are there and uh also went to the edinburgh castle which i highly recommend super cool learn about the history learned about i've
1: heard it's wonderful and it's like right in the middle of the city right? it really is yeah
0: you oh, can that's see so from cool. yeah um they do the fringe festival there and the Massive Arts Festival. Massive right? Arts Festival and Music Festival. That's pretty much takes over the whole town, I think. But we happened to be there when the scaffolding was still up and we didn't know what it was for, but It looks like a Quidditch match. A Quidditch stadium. Ah! Yeah. So where she worked from this coffee shop, you can see, like, you look out this window, there's the castle, and there's the Quidditch stadium. It's pretty cool. Look
1: at that. The way you're talking about this reminds me of the movie The Usual Suspects. Uh And at the very end, when you're looking around the room and you can see all of his inspiration for his story and putting it together.
0: That's exactly what it was like. fantastic. Very cool. Yep. Um, The thing I loved about it, one night I was... Wanted of the chill out, you know, it's take it easy. So went downstairs outside of our building right on the corner was this amazing Korean restaurant had some Korean barbecue. Walked across the street to this cool artsy theater. Watched the big Lebowski on the big screen.
1: One of my all time favorite movies. Yep.
0: Had some white Russians to nice. go along with it. Oh my it gosh. Awesome. Perfect. And then on the way back, walked past our corner bar, which was called Bennett's Bar been around since 1839 wow super cool whiskey bar beautiful stained glass on the window nice wood inside i discovered this time that i love what they call scottish real ales you know how you always heard about english beer being warm okay yeah you have (laughs) (laughs) Um, so i know nothing about uh, beer so it comes out of a cask so it's warm and it's very frothy and very malty also very low in alcohol but very tasty and just delicious I tried, and it was. I tried as many of those as I could. Good yeah, job. I did my part and had some delicious. Whiskey. Way to
1: pull your weight. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. I had two weeks in Edinburgh. It was amazing. I want to spend more time there. I could go. I could see spending years there. It's just so cool. The people yes. are very nice. Beautiful awesome. town. Just loved it.
1: You got some great adventures. I know. In on your way to a massive adventure. <laughs> right. Yeah. So tell me about stones coming this year. Okay.
0: So. um, this year was pretty cool. Um, being my second time going, I kind of had expectations of what it was going to be like. The first time was, you know, a little daunting, like you're going to this crazy little island in the middle of nowhere. But now that all felt normal.
1: I remember last time you arrived at night. You were in like a giant caravan. Yep.
0: It was it was difficult. It was difficult. It was yeah. a rough entry. And as we said, it was where the middle of nowhere goes to get away from it all. That was I a good love one that. My buddy Bert. Um, one thing I didn't cover last time is kind of what Eastdale Island is all about. Like the history of it. It was once the center of the British slate industry it used to have as many as 500 people working on a, as many as seven quarries that went as deep as 300 feet below sea level. Wow. Yeah. Um, the slate appeared in major cities around the British empire, but can also be seen in places like Melbourne, Australia. No Nova Scotia. Yeah, and Dublin. Eastdale Slate. Eastdale Slate. There was a storm in 1850 that flooded most of the quarries, and that kind of pretty much killed everything. The last slate was caught in 1950, and so all the quarries are dead, and pretty much they're just ponds now. The population dwindled to as few as four people living on the island. Oh my point.
1: gosh, after they closed yep. the quarries. Yep.
0: Nowadays, there's 60 full-time residents. Wow.
1: Yeah. That's still not much. Uh-huh.
0: Still not much.
1: And then during the World Championship of Stone Skimming, how many people are there? Well,
0: they get like 300 competitors and then you get all the hangers on. So a, a couple thousand, I think. Holy moly. Yeah. It's a tiny little island. You wow. You have to take a little tiny boat to get there.
1: So nobody's sleeping
0: on the island. There's no hotels or there's anything, no hotels, right? No. Yeah. There's a community hall. There's a bar. There's wow. a restaurant. So I was lucky enough to meet one of those 1 in 60 residents. Wow, yeah. rare bird. I know. And uh, we sat down in the local restaurant. Half of the pub is a restaurant. So we sat down there. It's a little noisy. Um, but I asked them what the local perspective is on the whole competition.
2: Uh, so my connections with Eastdale Island go back 30 years. But I've had a cottage. We built it 20 years ago. Um, but strangely enough, um, this is my first stone skimming um, championship for 17 years oh really yeah so when I last was here in 2001 it was a very different um, animal altogether it's a lot smaller a lot more local um, but you know it's grown and I've known, I've known about it for the last few years and I've always been very curious to come back and uh, it's, it's fantastic I love it I love the atmosphere. I love the international flavor of it right there and there really are people from all over the world which is pretty exciting uh, yeah, I've seen. I was down taking photographs of the competitors, and we had um, Australians, Canadians, Americans, of course, Japanese. Right. One of the champions uh-huh. of the last few years. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, and that brings a whole diversity to the island, which is lovely. You know, that's the real buzz, isn't it? Right. How um, being from here for a while, lived here for a while,
0: the feeling is positive for the this growing as much.
2: Yeah, I think. I mean, I think it will naturally evolve to um, a, to a size where we can't accommodate it any longer. I mean, it, it, it'll be um, it, it can grow a little more, but probably not too much more. And we don't want it to lose the essence. But I don't think it has that. It's right. it's still homespun. It's still friendly. It's still open and welcoming. Right. And we don't want
0: it to grow corporate,
2: but it right. won't do.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Did you skip
2: this year? No, I didn't. I was just uh, taking photographs, so uh, I'm doing a bit of running around and helping where I could, yeah. Have you entered before? (laughs) Uh, Yes, but that was a long, long time ago, and (laughs) and, I mean, even if you came last, you were in the top 50, whereas if you came last now, you'd be about 400. Right, 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 which hopefully we never,
0: we won't find that out, yeah. (laughs) All right, uh, anything else you want to say about the island
2: or the... Stone skimming Um about the about the island. I mean the island's an amazing, unique location. Smallest permanently inhabited island in the in the Hebrides of Scotland. Has a wonderful award winning pub and restaurant which we're sitting in and which is for sale. Mm-hmm. Um and I think it's it's a very outward looking island full of very, very interesting people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's a great place. I felt very welcome here last year and again this year. I love it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot, Colin.
1: Well, that was great. He sounded super warm and welcoming.
0: Yeah, he was. Yeah, he seemed really supportive of the event. Everyone who i met a couple of people who, li- who live there and they all are totally into it. Um, they love it every year. You know, they get to see a lot of old friends they haven't seen in a while. And, and an international crowd. And an international crowd. So cool. Sp- Speaking of, he mentioned Keisuke, mm-hmm. which I'm sorry, I'm saying your name wrong again. Uh, but I talked to him very briefly just to g- see how he felt about um, this the, was last year's champion. Last year's champion, mm-hmm. and yeah, he was back again to defend his title. Nice. Let's uh, hear what he had to say real quick.
1: Hi, I, I I'm KSK Hashimoto. Uh, I'm uh, the world uh, world sumo champion now. Yeah.
0: How do you feel about today? You feeling good today? Yes, uh, I'm good, very good. Yeah. Um, this year you were busy. You went to Pennsylvania.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah. Last month I went to Pennsylvania to participate the competition. Yeah.
0: How did you do? Yes, I won the competition. Nice. Yeah. How many uh, skips? Ah, uh, 44 skips. 44. Yeah. And that is that a world record or no? 47 is that the world record?
1: Uh 47. Uh, yeah. uh, uh What Guinness record? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's 88. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Very, <laughs> very much. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, thank you very much. Good luck today. Uh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. So Kasuke came over to the states to compete in the Pennsylvania stone skimming championships.
1: Oh, that's what he was talking about.
0: Yeah, he was invited over here because he's the world stone skimming championship. Stone skipping is the by the number of skips, where skimming is for distance. Gotcha. Which we covered last time, but maybe we need to refresh people's. Being of course, renamed. of yeah. course. But yeah, he won that one in Pennsylvania uh, with 44 skips. But he was saying that the world record was 88. 88. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he. It was half of that.
1: That's so interesting Uh how it
0: varies year to year. A lot of that really has to do with the conditions. Like if it's windy or it's rainy, you know. um, That was a factor in this year's stone skimming championship. I did a lot worse this year. Last year, uh, I was ranked about 60th in the world. This year, I'm like at 90. Dang. Yeah. So I totally blame it on the wind. Of course you do. And some of my... As do I. (laughs) (laughs) And also one of my uh, buddies who I met last year... He also blamed it on the wind. All right, I'm here with Paul. Hi. How you doing? I'm very good. How are you? Good. Nice to meet you. Met you last year. Yeah. How did you do this year? Uh, not as good as last year. Um, I'm blaming it on the windy conditions, but um, I'll, I'll stick with that as a story. Right. Me too. It's very windy here. You can hear it. Um, and you said you're not coming back next year, perhaps? Uh, maybe we're, we're, we're not sure. Um, we're feeling a little bit bad about ourselves for not doing as well this year, so uh, we're going to go away, have a little cry, regather, and then uh, come back the following year. Awesome. <laughs> um, and who, who else do we got here? Ian. Ian.
2: Yeah. How'd you do, Ian? Uh, a bit better this year, yeah. 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 Right.
0: Yeah. You're the, you're the one guy who did better this year.
2: Yeah, I only got two reds this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Oh, that is pretty- better. Hey, Johnny, and who
0: do we have here? Did you throw? She came seventh, or she competed in the seventh position in the ladies under tens. Awesome. Was it fun? Yeah. Did you throw it far? Yeah. All right. Thank you.
1: So that little girl was under 10. Yeah. How old do you think she was? I think she She's was probably,
0: precious. I know, she was like six. Oh my
1: gosh. She was a little, little thing. Um, I like how you guys were blaming it on the wind. And then your one fellow was like, yeah,
0: I did better. Right. Well, he must <laughs> have had a lull in the wind. There you go. That's the way that works. Understood. Yeah. So Understood. it's totally plausible. <laughs> yeah. So it was a crazy competition. Like the first year I went, it was pretty cut and dry who the top three were. A lot of people were hitting the back wall. That was not the case this time. Um, Nobody hit the back wall. People hit the back wall, but it was a lot harder. Keisuke last year, I think, hit it once or twice in the main round, and then two or three times in the toss off, which they call the the you know I know the big guys I love that game. for the for those who don't know what we're talking about. Um, during the normal competition, if you hit the back wall, which is about sixty meters, you move to the next round, which is called the toss off. Last year, a lot more people hit the back wall. This year, less. So even after the toss off was over, it wasn't clear who was going to win because because oh, wow. at that point it becomes cumulative throws. When you go, you go three times, and in the toss off, you have three three more goes. So it's the the all the all the points together, all the points together. That thank you, Kim. <laughs> cumulative. Cumulative. Yes. Not good at the maths. So um, this is, is kind of funny, kind of cute. I was standing in a field recording a little blurb of this, you know, to like, oh, live on set, sure, you know? Sure, sure. And uh, I got interrupted. Oh, listen up. So we just wrapped up the toss-off. It was an exciting, exciting match. It was uh, quite surprising what happened at the end. There's about 10 guys in it. Hisuke had two no throws. And his third one did not hit the wall. The other guy who had previously had three back walls also had two no throws. Hello.
1: Is it me you're looking for?
0: (laughs) It is. (laughs) Um, So at this point, we don't know who the actual winner is. So we're going to have to go find out at the awards ceremony. (laughs) That's it? No, she took off. (laughs) Yeah. She just did a drive by. (laughs) That's fantastic.
1: Well, I have so many questions about that. Right. Can you describe for me this woman who came and sang to you
0: well in my memory uh-huh. she was dressed as a gnome oh,
1: that's <laughs> right because people dress in people costumes dress up. for yeah. this
0: little gnome came by and sang and me a little lano richie you
1: I know liked I think how quickly you were affirmative
0: my parents always told me that if a gnome comes by and sings your lano richie <laughs> you just agree with whatever that gnome says
1: i think i read that on a fortune cookie how oh, did you <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty standard advice <laughs> pretty standard yeah <laughs>
0: So I followed the gnome into the community hall to actually find out who won because at this point we didn't know. Because it went to a toss off. It went to a toss off. They did
1: cumulative Uh points. Points. Right. But it was still kind of fuzzy.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Because they had a lot of
0: math to do, I suppose. They had a lot of math to do. I understood. Yeah. So the community hall is this beautiful building. It's pyramid has a pyramid roof on it. It looks very wind swept. Oh. Yeah, it's quite gorgeous. The room was packed. They announced the kids' winners, um, the ladies' winners, who, by the way, was Lucy Wood from England, One Congratulations, the Lucy. Lindsay Mag- Magici from Scotland was second, and Kirsten Voss from the USA, third. Uh, but on to the men, um, the favorite, Kaisuke, did not even place in the top three. Oh, wow. Yeah. So who won this year? This year, uh, Peter Zepp from Hungary.
1: Oh really? Yeah, a Hungarian. Uh,
0: Hungarian. Yeah.
1: Congratulations, Peter.
0: Yeah, and also the second place man, uh, Ron Long. He's he's an old tosser. I, I think he might be in his seventies. Oh wow! Good and for he has, him. And he's he's won um, a lot before, so he's still fighting strong. Was he Scottish? Strong. He's from Wales. Yeah. He's he's a name in the sport, and it's great to see him back, still kicking butt up there. Um, and Alex Lewis is a, a Scottish lad, and he became he came in third that's great yeah oh man you had yet
1: another great successful trip
0: i know sorry
1: you didn't personally do quite as well
0: yeah it was still a lot of fun yeah Yeah, i got to see some people oh interestingly when i was waiting for the ferry to leave Mm -hmm. um standing in line just talking to people behind me i think someone recognized me from last year and said oh you're from the podcast right uh, which I never have had happened to me before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Said no one ever. Said no one ever.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. And the, the girl's like, oh my God, you're from Rochambeau. And, she had just played that for her boyfriend and that's the reason they were there because they... Shut up. Yeah, yeah it was pretty... I was flabbergasted.
1: We appreciate you guys listening more than you probably could ever understand. Right. It was pretty wild. That's
0: really, yeah. really sweet. Yeah.
1: Super cool. So that sounds like a great trip.
0: You know, I, I made sacrifices to do this for the podcast. <laughs> but someone has to do it, Kim. Someone has to get out there and have some fun. Right. And we hope that be you, people... Of the world. So the 2019 World Skimming Championships will take place on Sunday the 29th of September. Get out there and do it!
1: All right so it's time for our calendar segment. Ted, oh, yeah. what you got this week? You look I'm, so excited!
0: I am very excited about this week's uh, calendar item for you my people. So June 8th around the world Specifically, the northern hemisphere is World Naked Bike Ride Day.
1: Oh, gross! Uh huh.
0: <laughs> yes, it's um, really. Yeah, it this takes, is global. This is global.
1: This isn't just for an album cover in the '70s. No,
0: this takes place in over 166 locations.
1: Holy in moly! In the northern
0: hemisphere alone, so probably total about 200 locations.
1: Holy including moly! Including
0: Atlanta, This thing is pretty, pretty freaking huge. According to WorldNakedBikeRide.org, the craziest, wildest, most insane event of the year is just around the corner. Um, we face automotive, automobile traffic with our naked bodies as the best way to defend our dignity and exposing the unique dangers faced by cyclists and pedestrians, as well as the negative consequences we all face due to dependence on oil and other forms of non-renewable energy. So it's uh, kind of a protest ride.
1: How are they connecting the, the nudity to uh, the protest? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I just yeah. don't like to miss things. But if, right. if
0: it shows how vulnerable they are.
1: Okay. Yeah. Super vulnerable. vulnerable. Yeah.
0: And it's really a bear as you dare event, so you uh, don't have to go naked. There's people who are not naked. There's gotcha. some bras or or fully dressed, but gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So it's pretty huge around the world. It's pretty pretty freaking cool. Wow. So, yeah. Have
1: you looked up to see where this might be happening in our hometown?
0: Um, I did look up Atlanta, and it says look oh behind Phipps Plaza.
1: Really? Yeah. That's hysterical because yeah. that is a very hoity-toity area of Atlanta.
0: That is. You would think it'd go through some of the Virgin Highlands or the little the cooler part, the cooler part, you know, yeah.
1: like where we live.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's in like Guadalajara, Pittsfield, Krakow, Salt Lake City, Bristol, Brussels, Burlington, London, Los Angeles. I mean. All right. All over the place.
1: Guys, if you like being on a bicycle, if you mm-hmm. like community and what was the Oh, yeah. If you like being, being naked. naked yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. This is
1: the one for you. Yeah. And you can find it in your hometown. Yeah.
0: Sounds cool. I think I'm going to cool. go do it. Oh. At least in some clothing great. level. Yeah. I have a mankini I haven't been wearing lately.
1: Fantastic.
0: It's not pretty, Kim. It's
1: very difficult to look you in the <laughs> eye right now.
0: <laughs> well, I that's why I wore it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you can see the full effect.
1: Whew. Understood. Yeah. Top right. that, Ken. I can't top that. I can't top that. But I can tell you about an event that I've been to in the past, Being Lovers of All Things Tiki, as uh-huh. we are. The... Big mama of it all, as far as Tiki conventions go, in my humble opinion, is Hukilau Lau in Fort Lauderdale. Right. It's pretty extraordinary. Sean and I went back in 2015. Okay. He actually set up wares and was a vendor for it. And we wow. met tons of people and had so much fun and heard amazing music and drank wonderful drinks. And I just highly recommend it. If you like Tiki as much as we do, you should really spend one weekend of your life at one of these tiki conventions and if you're around fort lauderdale this weekend check out
0: Hookie lao good stuff sounds awesome
1: yep and then i just wanted to give a note this isn't really something that you can participate in as a non-qualifier but i did want to let you know that the ifpa world championship pinball uh-huh. extravaganza is happening this weekend june 7th through 9th in milan oh nice yeah. they made it to milan this year they did and awesome. you know you have to be a top ranked player to participate but yeah. it's still something we wanted to give a shout out to and keep tabs on so we can mention when we have a new world champion
0: right and if you're in milan go watch absolutely yeah, go support those dudes and dudettes And thank you, Cadillac Jones, for all the wonderful music in this episode. They are great. You can find them at CadillacJones.com, I'm guessing. We definitely know they're on Facebook. You can find them there or Spotify. And our Laugh Competition winner will be announced next week. Very exciting. Yes. Till next time, people. Goodbye. Such a weirdo. I know. I know. It's just hard to get started sometimes. Okay.